let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! Welcome to the Douspois podcast. I am Liz of Jack and Liz. Uh, unfortunately, Jack won't be joining us tonight. Uh, Jack wants me to tell you uh, that it is uh, a case of the migraines, but I think you're intelligent enough to realize that really it was a, just a glitter to the eye incident. He doesn't want to admit it, but I think we all know that that's what happened. Um, so what we're going to do in this bonus episode, we're just going to have a quick, um, what are you listening to? Uh, then we are going to switch to an interview that we did with the Nullpois podcast. Uh, now the Nullpois podcast, uh, you'll find them on your streaming uh, platforms. They are lifelong Eurovision fans. Uh, they also run a Eurovision uh, podcast uh, out of England. Um, they are very lovely people. Uh, no matter how much I insisted that they apologise for every United Kingdom act since, well, let's let's be honest, since that glorious year when Cliff Richard in a velvet suit took us all to a very special place. Thank you, United Kingdom. But they're lovely. Check them out uh, on your streaming platforms. Now, what should we talk about? Well, let's talk about what have you been listening to? What have you been listening to, Liz? Well, I have been listening to uh, a song, uh, John Lundvik and the Mummers. In 2019, they represented Sweden with the song Too Late for Love. Now, I remember thinking um, at the time, look, this, this is a good song, but I, 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 wasn't, I, I wasn't convinced that this was a song uh, for Eurovision. I, I felt like the song had a, a time and place and 2019 Eurovision is just just wasn't what it was meant for. The other day, while sitting in my room, CD, you know, playing in the background, this song started to play and then I realised, you know what? This, this is the moment for when this song was meant to be. Now, I know, and we've been talking to uh, a lot, some of our listeners uh, online, um, hearing their stories. We've had everything from uh, one listener was uh, at a protest march, one protest uh, uh, march, one of our listeners was, was there when they uh, tore down statues. Um, now, I know that at the moment, 2020 is crazy. There is a lot of people, we're all feeling a little bit lost, a little bit confused, a little bit angry. So everyone's feeling a little bit up in the air. Everyone's feeling a lot in the air. People are lost. People are sad. People are hurt. People are angry. Now, we realise that this is a very strange time and a lot of us are feeling 
out of place. It was so many different emotions. Um, anger, fear, rage, stress, not knowing what's going on. Is everything going to change? Is nothing going to change? And I know it's very easy to feel very overwhelmed and a little bit lost as what to do and where we are. Now, let me just read you some of the lyrics from the 2019 song, Too Late for Love. Days came and went, but nothing ever really felt the same. Because you left a space where everything reminds me of your face. I could be the sun that lights your dark. And maybe I could light your world with just one spark. We could be a storm that rages on. And maybe we could own the ocean. Carry on. Is it too late for love? Is it? The simple answer that I have for you listeners is it is never too late for love. It could be too late to start a movie. It can be too late to catch the flight. But it is never, never too late for love. It is never Never too late for you to change the world. And you can change the world. Don't feel that you are in a position where you don't have the opportunity or the ability to change anything. You are the world and you can change it because we are all the world. You want to see a better world? You make it happen. You want it to be a better world with love? Then you spread that love, baby. Spread the love. Is it too late for love? Never. All right. Now let's check in with the Nolpois podcast and let's see if we can finally get that apology from the United Kingdom. Hello. 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 Well, it's lovely, lovely, lovely to see you. And I guess we should start by talking about what everybody has been talking about, which is Europe Shine a Light, Eurovision Europe Shine a Light, the replacement Eurovision show, which uh, Laura and I watched. What did you two think of it? I'm not sure that for a start the term replacement Eurovision show is appropriate because I would never classify it as a replacement. It was just kind of what we got it was the drunk uncle of contests um (laughs) actually to be honest the thing that I did find was like disappointing is the fact that because they originally had said everything was cancelled a lot of countries went out and organized their own kind of you know event and show Mm. and then Eurovision was suddenly like no 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 actually we're going to get back into it so then we kind of ended up with a double whammy Mm. of uh replacements so, what did yeah, you... I think we had about five hours of stuff on TV but in the end, didn't we, uh, <laughs> over here in the UK? Can't complain. <laughs> no, 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 can't complain. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a lot of Eurovision. I, th- I actually really liked it. I liked the bit where everyone lit up all of their landmarks to, like to the tune of Love Shine a Light. And it was, I was like, I'm, I got, actually kind of got emotional about it during that part. I was like, yes, we will come back together at some point, but now is not the time. So, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, we enjoyed from that watching which 
parts, which cities we'd actually like to revisit from seeing that. We'd be like, oh, that yeah. one looks nice. Oh, no, that one doesn't look that interesting. <laughs> yeah, just based on the landmark that they're chosen to light up. Yeah. Eiffel Tower, yeah, brilliant, <laughs> lovely. Small library in, yeah. in <laughs> so you know, uh, no, give it a miss. Yeah, for our for our coverage, they went. Oh, this is coming up, and you'll never believe what we're gonna light up for Australia. Oh, and I turned to my husband, and I literally went, "It's gonna be the Sydney Harbour Bridge or the Opera House. Like that's <laughs> all they ever light up." And they did, and we were right. So, <laughs> shock of the you'll week. You'll never guess. They really, they really said you'll never guess what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which of the two famous? Oh, what if it was like Airs Rock? Light that up the whole. That thing. would have been that great. Would be, <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, if it was just like suburban Brisbane or something, I would have been more surprised. Actually, yeah. <laughs> actually, that, I was surprised that like our effort wasn't someone just sort of like went out the back from like the the studio and just sort of like shined their torch on a possum or something. <laughs> just some... like, whoa, there you go. Ooh. With some sparklers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that was a, a fair point from the whole the whole thing. We had been expecting a Eurovision Song Contest, and we know how massive they are with the huge arenas, mm-hmm. the thousands of people in the crowd, and the opening shot of this program was of some industrial estate somewhere yeah. in the Netherlands <laughs> with a satellite dish on the top. And I thought, yep, this is 2020. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I see. I to be honest, I was just sort of like, as it sort of went on, I got more filled with just, I think, annoyance because I was just like, if we have had so much effort has gone into this production, and you know, so many people having to edit things in different countries and all the different hosts, couldn't we have just had a song contest? And can I say the one that we had in Australia was so frustrating because they didn't even show all of the acts. Uh, Apparently they had some kind of vote, which the majority of Australia hadn't heard about. It was, I don't know, someone in the studio and his mates. They decided what was the top 20. You got to listen to about three seconds of like the first 20 songs. And then as it went on, they played more and more of the songs as the hosts just, you know, sort of made very awkward, you know, comments. Um so yeah, it was, and it, to be honest, as our sort of, I don't know, it feels like our 36 hours of celebrating Eurovision event came on. Um, I have to admit, my friend and I, uh, we didn't even make it to the end because we had been drinking and shotting. And uh, now we come to the reason why you didn't make <laughs> it to the end. Now we see. And I, I think by about the hundredth time somebody was talking about a tribute or a hero. Um, shot. Yeah, we basically just drank you know, the, the rest of our shots and <laughs> we just drunkenly played our favourite songs from the history of Eurovision. So We did have some drinking rules as well and I predicted that they were going to play Heroes and uh, dedicate it to healthcare workers and if that happened, we all had to down yep. our drinks and it did. So, <laughs> yeah, it was... It was <laughs> That's the best reason to drink in the world. It was kind of a given. Yeah. Although it was... Can I say... Um, although, no, actually, no... This is going to be about what we'll talk about now, oh. the uh, suggested results you were talking about. Ah, yes. How do you uh, – w- you sent the – you put the post up. <laughs> Don't, um, that was a very – <laughs> <would> you, <laughs> you did this. 
I didn't collate these results. But... Well, you did it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm holding you personally responsible. Like, and uh, Australia's below us, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we literally are. That's shocking to me. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. We ended up equal. Equal. No, we okay. didn't. No, we were because not alone. We... No, we didn't because the UK... Elizabeth. Calm down, everybody. Calm down. <laughs> let's let's start by just ex- yeah, explain what these re- the results actually are. What, what are we talking about yeah, here? Yeah, so these are results um, based apparently on broadcasters, polls, online votings, historical voting patterns, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and so they've combined, yeah, the, they've done a sort of jury vote, televote as you normally would, and then combined it. And uh, United Kingdom comes 23rd out of 26, and Australia comes 24th, even though we're on the same points. Yeah, no, clearly it was done by a Brit. Yeah, <laughs> you guys did it. That's why. <laughs> Liz, it's because the UK got seven televote points and we got five. And you know the televote in the matter of a tie comes first. Yes, that is a good point. So um, at the top of the tree here. Iceland win, though, and I, I would agree with that. So I think it's right. I would also, yeah, I think it is right. I think it is right as well. That The top is right. So we've got Iceland coming in first, then Russia, then Lithuania, Switzerland, Bulgaria, Italy, Sweden, Malta, Romania, and Azerbaijan. Those the are 10. the top 10, how it finished. And I, yeah, I have to say I agree with that. I think Iceland uh, would have won. I think Russia would have done really well. And I heard an awful lot about Lithuania. So I, I think this looks fairly accurate. Yeah, so there you go, guys. <laughs> I'm intrigued. So sorry about that. <laughs> I was intrigued by uh, Spain coming last. I thought they would have done a little bit better. Yes, so did I. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> ah, well. Spain are used to it. They're not going to be too surprised by it. <laughs> well, I think there's something to be said with the um, the Big Five. Um, the Big Five do tend to do worse now, uh, simply because I'm guessing they're not getting the exposure that they got in the semi-finals. Mm. Yeah. Although in this, Germany go comes eleventh. So. So ignore everything I just said. That's yeah. that's <laughs> utter crap. Yeah, I, I I think you're also excluding the history of appalling songs that the top five yes. Uh, yes. have yes. been there sending. There is that. That's yeah, very yeah. Um, Can I say, as much as leading up to this, um, and I was full 100% behind Iceland, but if we were going to play this by the usual traditional uh way that we do it as in you know we enjoy the spectacular we have our shot game we get the drinks on <laughs> yes um yes, yes judging always by what happened <laughs> judging by what happened um in my in my friend's house after all the shot drinking um lithuania would have actually been the winner oh. because when you have had uh four buckets of shots okay <laughs> with drinks buckets? in between <laughs> It just, it saves time. Nobody has time to like, you know, individual (laughs) after a while. Just put it in a bucket. Uh, Although, yeah, because of COVID, we were very responsible. Everybody got their own bucket this year because health and safety first. No sharing buckets. Good. I'm glad. Your own individual buckets. Um, (laughs) But when the Lithuania performance comes on, it's all about that dance. It's all mm. about the like peacocky. When do, that do, came do, on, do, 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 our do. lounge room exploded. Like suddenly we forgot all about social distancing. We had been like two <laughs> metres apart all night. And then suddenly there is a picture of all of us on top of each other uh, doing, the, doing the peacock <laughs> dance. Um, so I, I, 
Yeah, I think in the frenzy of the moment, Lithuania could have actually been an Ooh. upset. Yeah. If everyone maybe could have was downing buckets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a brand new concept to these people, Liz. They're not used to you and your buckets. Yeah, but we're, we're buying them immediately. I'm. I'm yeah, getting... sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe that's a new um you know income stream for eurovision because they have to make up some money because of this year they could sell the eurovision uh, official bucket. eurovision buckets <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Would be. yeah i think su- yeah. suggest that to them number one seller in australia guaranteed <laughs> all right so non pois you are the inverse of dues pois it is it's so nice to see someone at the complete opposite spectrum of ours. Is that reflective of who you guys are? Are you just sitting around throwing out songs you hate, <laughs> raining hate down on everybody? Or is there more to you guys than just Null Poir? I think we picked the name Null Poir because it was sort of reflective of our um, approach to the Eurovision Song Contest, <laughs> which was sort of a, it's it's this thing that you you kind of love because it isn't the best thing in the world. If you see what I yeah. mean, it's 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 full of joy and it's amazing, but it gets quite a lot of things wrong in the most wonderful and cute and an adorable way. And we wanted to celebrate that. So basically, Laura and I will chat about the things that we love about Eurovision, the things that we love to hate about Eurovision, and then everything in between. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Can I, I think, to be honest, I think everything that's wrong with Eurovision is what makes it so good and spectacular. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If it was polished and perfect, it'd be awful. Yeah. I mean, what what other ra- uh, sort of contests in the world can you have rapping astronauts? Uh, <laughs> or a man in a hamster wheel. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You never have too many men in hamster wheels. <laughs> they just don't do it enough. Exactly. One thing I did want to ask about you guys is you guys, and this comes from a conversation we had before we started recording, is that we, me and Liz come together, most of the time we come together and we record in one room and you guys are in completely different cities, 100 miles away. Now, when you first said, oh, we're 100 miles away, we're so far away, as an Australian, I kind of went, that's hilarious. You're like 10 minutes away from each other. Right. Like, That's my neighbor. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so you exactly, live down right. by the shops. You, yeah. You just at the local hackers <laughs> or something. Do you guys come together for Eurovision? Do you spend it apart? Oh, that's Do a bit you... personal. That's a bit personal. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, we, we have for the last, oh, what is it, six years now, we have gone to Eurovision every year. We don't <gasps> always go, we won't stay for the final. Normally what we do, and I don't, re- usually it's just because we can't be bothered to spend the money, but also because we <laughs> like what, we do like watching the final on TV with friends in the UK. So we will usually come back for the final. But for the week, we'll go and have a holiday wherever Eurovision oh. happens to be. And we'll go to the, um, the the arena if we can for one semi-final. And then we'll go to the, they usually have like a Eurovision village set yeah. up, which is just a big screen in a, in a big square yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, and, and, and we'll watch with, with fans. And it is, it's really, really good. And there's usually a little group of us that go and we enjoy the city wherever we happen to be. And we get involved in the Eurovision stuff as well. And it's just good fun, isn't it? It is, and it's kind of nice watching the final in that sort of respect because we can be like, oh, where are we going next year? Yeah, exactly. See, that's an element that me and Liz sort of 
don't really get. We don't even watch it live together because obviously it's at four in the morning or something here. Uh, of course, yeah. So I get up. I have for the last few years. I wanted to vote really badly. So I got up at like three in the morning. I'll watch it and then I'll crash. Liz will not watch it. Right? Isn't that right, Liz? You won't watch it till the replay that night. Yes, I like to. I basically for like a week before will just go into a media shutdown. I don't know anything. I don't want to know anything. I go in a vacuum seal. I slap people if they even start to say a word that looks like <laughs> Eurovision. <laughs> um, and a, a friend does the same. And then basically what we do is we, we queue it up and it's on the Friday night. We watch the semi ones. Saturday semi two Sunday straight into the grand final and then we have a couple of days off to recover uh, from work <laughs> <laughs> from the buckets right Liz from the buckets of uh, alcohol it's the buckets yeah, yes from the buckets yeah, from, the, from yeah. the buckets yeah maybe one year Nulpois and Duzpois can come together probably not at our place probably at your place <laughs> and watch Eurovision <laughs> I mean, live that'd be great oh that'd be great yeah oh yeah if, if we're watching it live for goodness sake come to us yeah because <laughs> it's gonna it say <laughs> yeah that <laughs> sounds good to me you've made that sound like we're making the effort there but yeah exactly <laughs> definitely just put out we'll fly all the way there you put out like a bowl of yeah. chips and we'll be we'll be sounds we'll great crisps, yeah, crisps great. few buckets done crisps mm-hmm. <laughs> Liz will bring the bucket can I say that yeah <laughs> And that would actually be really, really good because then while we're watching um, Daz Samson, you know, the two of you can turn around and you can apologise to us in person. Um, I have on to say, I, UK. I was, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Eurovision again, where they stream yes. basic. Yeah. Uh, last night was uh, 2003. So it was Gemini <laughs> uh, and Crybaby. Oh. And I've forgotten how badly they sung that out of tune because that was i mean and everyone in that contest is out of tune as well it's not just gemini everyone is but still gemini sound the worst (laughs) they still sound the worst it's terrible to a whole a whole level of out of key and just that whole performance i have never oh i I have to say go on I was going to say, I can't believe not one person in rehearsal, not one person <laughs> standing What are we doing? Was like, yeah, this like, this, this, this is a bit sucks. shit. Like, and <laughs> what makes it worse is they clearly know that it's shit. Like, mm. it's so awkward. You can see it on their face. They're like, please, Lord, let the world end now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's when three minutes is too long to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, well... Thank you so much for having chatted to us. It's always nice to reach across the world. We will absolutely talk to you again sometime. We look forward to it. Sounds good. I mean, you know. If Liz hasn't completely well, offended when, you, uh, and if she ha- and if she's <laughs> yeah, free of the buckets, that would be I, uh, ideal as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. Yeah, I was going to say you. You may take my life, sir. You will never take my buckets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I hope you've enjoyed our little postcard shall we say of an episode uh join us our new episode will be out on friday even if i have to prop jack up weekend at bernie's star with a couple of ropes and some pulleys uh we'll get him back on the airwaves as we explore the exciting world of croatia at eurovision ah <laughs> bye-bye it's never too late for love 
never too late for love. Never too late for love. Never too late for love. I love you, Cliff Richard. <laughs>